I wanted to talk today about questions. I've been listening to some really interesting talks on tricycle, and uh, it, it was very timely for me because sometimes during the week we'll do quest- I'll do questions and answers. And sometimes it's just the most perfect way to do a, to have a Dhamma experience with each other, other. And other times, like the questions are not very forthcoming, or I think people just are kind of grabbing for a question to ask, and it can, it can fall flat. It can become, it can be a little bit, uh, you know, not, not, not a perfect, uh, discussion with the whole group. And so when I saw these talks were being presented in a series on tricycle, I was really interested. And it was very helpful for me. And uh, I want to share some of some of those thoughts. It's it's a little bit more than just one talk. But a lot of times basically what the teacher was saying is a lot of times our questions are we we shouldn't ask questions. There are a lot of questions that we that can't be answered, and and sometimes our questions are more about our own self doubt. So we're asking questions uh, that when we're we're questioning our practice, if we can do, if we can meditate, if it's possible for us, if our minds are too crazy, we can ask ourselves questions constantly, and what it does is pull us away from our practice. And so if, if your questions tend to focus on, is this really the right thing for me to be doing? Because I, I, can, I can only like sit without being distracted for maybe two breaths. And it's been five years now. Like maybe I should go find something else. So it also lets us begin the quest to find something that's, that's better, that's different. And uh, that's one of the areas where the suggestion, and the, and the Buddha often talks about unanswerable questions, and we'll talk about that. But those questions that we, we keep coming up with for ourselves are often the questions that are trying to uh, eventually pull us away from the practice. They, they reinforce our, uh, our lack of confidence. And the confidence that we have to have needs to be confidence that this practice is accessible to all of us, that we can do it, and that we just have to, uh, even if we have to reach that stage where we're clenching our fist and pushing our tongue up against the roof of our mouth, we keep going. If we feel, if we found that the Dhamma and uh, that what we've, that what we see is good about these teachings of the Buddha, if we see that there's enough for us to even go a little bit further, we have to go further. So think about the questions when you're, when you're feeling bad about yourself or when you're feeling like, oh, this isn't working or I can't do this. Think of the questions that you run through your mind about yourself. And they're probably similar to questions about other things in your life where you're, you're struggling with, is this right for me? Am I doing this right? Am I capable of this? So a lot of our questions are also just part of our conditioned mental states. They're almost like our habits. So our conditioned mind is creating a lot of the questions. So 
those questions that we have are coming from the same conditioned mind that's creating the situations we're in. And these are questions that can even be about the teachings, that can be about uh, uh, what, you know, what teachings we would prefer to have than the ones that we actually get. I know in sutta study, sometimes Bhante starts teaching a sutta that, and I'll even be thinking, I don't know if I want to hear about this. You know, it, it kind of bursts my little bubble about what I want Buddhism to be sometimes. And I don't want to struggle with this concept. I don't want to, can we just do something that, you know, is all about logic and, uh, very pragmatic. Do we have to get in? Because I don't like those questions because my conditioned mind, my habit of mind wants it, wants those, some of those subjects not to be addressed in this path. For example, descriptions of the hell realms in Buddhist cosmology. You know, I don't want those to be there because I had, my, con, my mind is conditioned because of really bad experiences in uh, my early growing up in, in fundamentalist religion. So I don't want Buddhists to have anything like that in it. I don't want even, no matter, I can think of it, this is more, uh, you know, symbolic, metaphoric. This doesn't have to be, I was, when I was raised, it was literal. It was taught as literal. And so my conditioned mind says, I, I don't want this stuff. I want to pick and choose what the Buddha taught. And I don't want to have to examine it even outside of a conditioned mind. So I want it to be kind of crystal clear, very pragmatic, and not bordering on things that I don't like. Or uh, if I if I don't want to look at certain... Uh, if I don't want to look at things like uh, dealing, working with habits that I know I have... I'd, I'd rather not, you know, I'd rather kind of back away from that. So the kind of questions I might ask are all based on those things. My conditioned mind has a certain thing it wants to see and it wants to look at and it will make it happy. And so the kind of questions I would ask would try to make that happen. So the questions are kind of, to tell the truth, they might be kind of manipulative or they might be coming from... uh like a debater's mind, you know, I want to, I want to bust this, I want to bust this thing up. And, uh, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to sound the way it sounds. I don't want to have to take it in and just work with it and deal with it. Because my conditioned mind, which has created the conditions that make me not want to hear it, not listen to it, then the conditioned mind is producing the kind of questions that go right along with that. So it's old stuff. And so those questions can be often better left unspoken because it might be something that I just need to over and over again try to hear at a different level, like without words. I need to understand it in in a way that is beyond words. And I always think beyond means deeper within me than my words. So, and that's hard because I have a lot of words in me. (laughs) And so that's condition two. So the things that I need to sit with and 
and and be you know keep practicing with and keep studying those questions are probably those questions are probably just trying to get me out of a tight corner something i just prefer not to look at so those are the kind of questions that we that for for me i this is ex- exactly appropriate for me it might be better not to ask the questions if i'm thinking i just there's something like there's something about this teaching that i don't want to have to read it makes me feel prickly um so asking questions is probably going to be my way to uh ask the questions so it sounds bet the answer can sound better to me or just make me decide oh i'm not going to listen to it at all cuz i didn't like that answer so it's better to to work with that prickliness without words to really work in my training in my practice to see how it how it where it really fits and to maybe study more or sit with it when i'm meditating more and just let let myself open up to it and try to understand better where my prickliness is coming from and then also it may be that it's a teaching that i that that i don't agree with that's okay but it might be a teaching that somewhere down the line i might understand better that my reaction to it is based on my own conditioned self and i'm trying to get beyond it that conditioning is what causes samsara that's what the whole wheel is about we just keep that's that's what our habits are about not that some habits are good habits and some habits are not so wholesome but habits are part of that conditioning so we we're always trying to understand things beyond our conditioned minds and the wor- words our conditioning is made up of so we're always trying to get further away from kind of our reactive responses because our reactive responses are going to be i don't agree with that or i don't like that well what who cares if we like it or not really i mean liking it is not a prerequisite for something being true and and if we're really uh if we're really paying attention to what the buddha said and we're trying to see if this is a path for us we ha- we have to know that whether we like something or not is not a criteria so if we don't like it instead of rejecting it right away better to sit with it better to put it on hold let it work let it work different ways maybe when in our dreams in our meditation practice when we're working on that still mind because a lot of things for me i can i can experience when my mind gets really still and when i'm making sure i'm making time for that practice and then then things begin to take it they begin to just kind of fit better so the kind of questions that are just questions to be uh making something fit the mold that we want it to fit in we can start looking at those questions and think maybe i can just you know back away from that and the questions that we see as reactive those are not that's not the way we we might have a really quick fast mind 
And so we're really good at having an immediate response to everything. I always think I don't have a mind that's that quick. So, you know, there's always, I wish I had said this, or I wish I had remembered this afterwards. But that quick, speedy, reactive mind often doesn't serve us well. It, that's a reaction. It's not a thoughtful, uh, it's not a thoughtful response. So sometimes a thoughtful response is no response at all. Or it's, you know, okay, I don't like what that person said to me, but maybe I should just be with it for a while. I don't have to react in an aggressive or uh, potentially harmful way. So questions are also often about things that uh, don't need answers or don't or or can't be answered. And the Buddha talked about uh, there were eight there are eight questions, four sets of questions where there this this can't we can't know this we can't know that. So. They include the question, is there a creator God, is one of those questions. And uh, the Buddha said, we don't know. So we don't know if we're, where God began, and we don't know where God ends. So those are unanswerable questions. And uh, I know people always think Buddhists are atheists, but it's really, we just, it's an unanswerable question. So why why do we need to debate about it and decide these people are good because they believe in a creator God and these person, these people don't believe in it, so they're not good people. And these people say they don't know, so, you know, that's not good. We want a firm, definite answer. But at this point, anyway, in our development, we don't know the answer to that question. And again, the Buddha said, rather than ask that question and debate that question, his teachings were about right now. How do we, the better question is, how do I live my life today? That's maybe a little bit better than yesterday, and that can help me be happy, that can help me bring peace to other people, of a harmlessness at the very least. You know, how can I do that today? How do I live that way? And we focus on what's right in front of us because we don't have any control over much else. So his concerns were not about defining, you know, what God looks like or or what God tells us we should do. It was about we don't know we don't know those things. So what we do know is how to be a good person in this world, and how we can help people and how we can learn to to uh, end suffering. So, and how do we do it? We in suffer. We in suffering by letting go of our clinging to things, which is another. Some of the questions that we ask also are about clinging. So, the question when we ask the question, "Why is this happening to me?" Which is which we all that happens to all of us. It's not. It's not just one one person in a hundred. We all have those periods until our confidence and our faith are stronger, that we say, why is this happening to me? And I love that one of the talks, she said that the answer to that question, we all know what the answer is, but when, it's, when we're asking it, we don't want to hear the answer. What's the answer? What? Why not? Why not? And when you, when you have something wonderful happen in your life, like you get a 
You get to have a wonderful job and you just get a bigger raise and fewer hours. We never say, why is this happening to me? <laughs> right? It's, so think about the opposite of that question. You know, if it's good, we don't question it. We may feel gratitude, but we sure don't say, oh, why isn't this happening to my next door neighbor? We can feel that mudita, that sympathetic joy for other people, but we're not saying, oh, I feel joy right now. Why is this happening to me? Like, I don't want it. Even if we know that other people don't have the joy that we have, we don't want to, we don't want to, why would we want to give up joy that we experience or happiness? We can wish, we can be happy with others and we can enjoy it, so we don't want to say, why is this happening to them? If it's about their joy, we can think, isn't that wonderful? They're happy. I love that. It makes me happy to see them happy. So, uh, just the, the Buddha's teachings are, are, are helping us understand, uh, the whole thing about questioning. So, so why is this happening to me? Why not? And then, I'll probably forget the other questions I wanted to mention. Oh, why do other people do this? Why do other people do this whatever behavior? Like, why do people throw trash on out of their car windows? Why do people uh, drive too close up behind me so I'm always afraid they're going to tailgate me? Why do people swerve in and out on the freeways? Do you know the answer to that one? It's a one-word one answer. It's ignorance. Ignorance is the answer. And, you know, we never want that to, we never, we want it to be, you know, why do people do that? Like, why aren't they like me? Why don't they choose to make better choices? I probably, people think I drive too close behind them. But I, it upsets me to see people throw garbage out the windows of their cars. You know, I haven't, that hasn't been the habit of people since, as far as I remember, the early 50s. People threw lots of stuff out their car windows. But, what? Yeah, yeah, they still throw things out their car windows. Um, but it's, if we, if we know what the Buddha taught, he would say, because it's, they don't, they don't know. They don't know the dan- they may know it's illegal. But they don't know that the, the, the consequences of it. They aren't, they aren't, they're not, uh, that doesn't mean they're blameless, but it means they aren't working with that knowledge that's available to them. They just aren't, it, it's ignorance. They don't know, kind of like Michael Jackson would say. But, it's that not that they don't know the consequences of what they're doing. They haven't thought it through like the harm. Look at the condition of the world right now. So much of the harm done to the world is done through ignorance. And it's been going on for a long, long time. And it's, it's the ignorance that says, well, we can't spend the money on this because we need it for uh, defending our country. You know, we can't, we can't pay to clean up our, our, factories and clean up the pollution and we can't do that because we need the money somewhere else or it will affect businesses too much and they'll lose their profits so uh, that's it. at one level that's ignorance it's probably less intentional than it is ignorance i'd like to think that anyway
So I'll, I'll remember the other questions, but those are, those are some of the main points that, that have made me um, really think more about the looking at the questions that you want to ask and think about, is this a question I'm asking because it feeds into my own self-doubt? Like, is this a question that I, that I have outside of meditation, outside of the teachings of the Buddha? Is this kind of how I act in the world, like I'm always questioning myself? Or um, do I deserve something? Or, you know, can I really do this job? Do I really have the qualifications for it? Or, um, if you if we do those kind of things in our in our outside life, we're probably doing it in our inside life too. We're probably questioning ourselves, and don't let that be the thing that drives you away from uh, going deeper in the Buddha's teachings and finding, you know, finding where they really do uh, help you start breaking up your conditioned states of mind. And that's the only way we get off the wheel. That's the only way we begin to get off that wheel of samsara, is catching a few of those things. So I'll, I'd like to talk more about this because it's, it's some really, uh, I think, really important things. And a lot of them hit me. But I think it can, uh, it can inform the kind of questions we want to ask a teacher or, you know, when we're feeling, when we feel uh, suffering in our lives. Remember, what, why is this about me? The answer is, why not? And when something wonderful happens, just enjoy that it's wonderful and be grateful for it. Like your thanksgivings, you know, whatever your thanksgiving is, make it be something you end up being grateful for. If you're planning to be alone and not even, not even celebrate the day, and then at the end of the day you know you're going to feel depressed, because you didn't have the Thanksgiving that's your conditioned Thanksgiving, uh, then then do something to change that. Like if you're always used to going somewhere and having a certain menu and certain people, and you're not doing that this year, or they've changed the menu, God forbid. You know, <laughs> I've heard more people like be upset because. We didn't have the usual, you know, cranberry sauce. They bought it at the store. They didn't make, you know, we do, that's how we, that's conditioning. That's our conditioning, and we let it make us suffer. Or if we can't be with the people we love, we'll just sit at home and be depressed. So you find people, and you get together, and you do something. Or if you have to work, you know, bring cookies into work or something so you can celebrate with the people you work with. But all those things that's, create a lot of our suffering or the things we've been conditioned to want to be attached to. So we, it's okay to love people and want to be with people, but it's our conditioning that tells us, on this day I have to be with these people and I have to eat these certain foods and I, and I don't want to be working or, or on the road and otherwise I'm going to be unhappy. We're just making, we're just making that up. We're just creating that. Let it be an example for you of a way to kind of bust through some conditioning. And whatever you're doing on Thursday, since we're Americans, this is an American holiday. It's not like a religious holiday. It's an American holiday. We can do our little patriotic bit to make it be, even if it's just for ourselves, you know, to get get beyond our conditioning about what it's supposed to be. 
and just make it be a beautiful day and find somebody to share the beauty of it with. But that's what we're talking about. Like, don't, don't we beat on our breast, you know, like, I, I, things are changing, I don't like change. We don't like all the things that are just part of what we're coming here all the time. You know, all of you come here all the time. And so we can still be breastfeeders, like, oh, me, the world. And, and with politics today and watching stuff about the impeachment, that show going on is definitely enough to make us all feel sad and depressed and discouraged. And uh, that's, our, that's our conditioned thinking, too. We know that stuff goes on. We know what we, we're not, it doesn't, we, we don't even have to have it pointed out to us to, to know the levels of how, how corrupt people are. But we don't have to let it, um, we don't have to let it pull us down and drag us down. Because we'll all still be here after all those things are over. And we have, uh, you know, a world to take care of. So even see things like that, as that's part of our conditioned mind to to let it bring us down. And what we need to do is work on, man, I'm pretty attached to uh having things a certain way, even even in even in my country's uh government and even in the way we run the uh our political lives. But we have to let go of that conditioning and think you know let it become let those let that go down and soak into you a different way see how it relates to the teachings of the buddha and that should be able to help you see if you can understand what would the what would what would the buddha say <laughs> like all conditioned things are impermanent they they rise up they stay for a second they fall away and our governments are conditioned you know the way the way things are in the world everything's conditioned so it's all impermanent and the buddha was trying to get us to bust through our own conditioning to understand that we can't understand it from the very thing that created it so our minds are conditioned we have to go beyond our thinking mind and just sit with things let it let it percolate within us and so we can understand and then we can we can work with much in a much, much more peaceful way thank you everybody <laughs>